today provide you with in-depth news and expert analysis, tell you the whole story and the bigger picture, bring you the news you want to know only on today. Welcome to today, a news program from a different perspective. I'm your host Guanna. Coming up in this weekend edition, what's Peppa strikes a chord with the Chinese ahead of Lunar New Year? China's largest seasonal migration, Spring Festival travel rush begins. Alcohol company packaging missing children info on their bottles, charity or speculation? And Huren released its Chinese luxury consumer survey 2019. To hear this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes. You can download our podcast by searching for World News Analysis, or you can find us on Easy FM or China Plus in your app store. Today in the studio we have Edward Lehman, legal affairs commentator and managing director of Lehman Lee and Shu Law Firm, and my colleague Man Ling, CRI's English commentator. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. A promotional video for an upcoming film starring the beloved British cartoon character Peppa Pig has become a massive hit in China. Running over five minutes long, What's Peppa has garnered over 43 million views in less than 24 hours. Co-produced by British and Chinese companies, the trailer has taken the country's social media by storm, with its bittersweet story about family bonds. The clip tells the story of the British cartoon character from perspective of an old Chinese man living in the. Remote underdeveloped mountains, whose grandson in the city has asked for a present called Peppa. But what is Peppa? The grandpa goes on a comical mission to find out what Peppa is. Looking it up in the dictionary, ask his friends who are just as oblivious as he is, and then asking the entire village. Eventually, one of the female villagers who used to be a nanny knows what Peppa is. She tries to explain it to the grandpa. It is a pink cartoon pig whose face. Looks somewhat like a traditional fire blower. With some guidance, the grandpa's mission is complete. He creates a unique Peppa gift from a metal air blower and painted pink to surprise his grandson in the city when the family is finally reunited during Chinese New Year. The trailer ends with the entire family enjoying the upcoming Peppa film. Peppa celebrates Chinese New Year in the cinema together. The upcoming movie is scheduled to premiere in China on February 5th, the day that marks the beginning of the year of peak in the Chinese zodiac. I have to say, this is the most successful trailer in years, in my opinion. The five-minute clip has won the hearts of hundreds of millions of internet users in China. So, Maling, do you share the same feelings? I think so. I think it's a great success. We rarely seen such good pieces made, and it's. It's directed by a young man, and who said、um, that I have put my heart into making it. So he actually did a good job. A Chinese、why? director. Yes, Chinese、yeah. director. And why I said it's good because it's kind of、uh, combined、uh, three elements. One is to show the Chinese values of love of family,、mm-hmm. love between family members, grandparents, and you know, and also、uh, present a sharp contrast of the living standards between the rural area or countryside. And the city-wise, because it's the、uh, migration of labor, like、uh, the sun and、uh, sun is working in the city.、Mm-hmm. So there, there will be the different, you know, living standards were presented there, out there.、Mm-hmm. You can see a contrast of lifestyles.、Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And also,、uh, this is presented, or the story was told with humor. Mm-hmm. Nobody can resist humor.、Mm-hmm. So there are people who are criticizing. Said, "Hey, actually,、uh, you know, all the actors were the real peasants and farmers、mm-hmm. who were invited. They're not really using out sort of molded or obsolete mobile phone. They they have already been updated. But these are the artistic ways of telling a story." Art is an art,、mm-hmm. so if you can tell the story by making it more sort of dramatic, you know, making up something,、sure. you know, f- even fake some sort of reality,、sure. it's okay because people love it and people accept it well.、Mm-hmm. So this is a great success, and、mm-hmm. I hope that in the future we can see more of such publicity sort of pieces of work coming out. Oh yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant myself. 
I would be hard-pressed to say anything in the United States or in other parts of the world would have done something as well. And like Bundling said, I mean, agree, which is this idea that a picture can tell a thousand words. And even if they're using, it's inspired by events and it's supposed to get this point across and the sentimentality of it. I think it's it's astonishing. And I think the idea, this heartfelt idea of the grandparent trying mm-hmm. to do this thing for his grandson and he doesn't understand. And it almost harkens back to when grandparents would bring kids to western food outlets and they that would give away toys and they almost had no idea about what that kind of food was mm-hmm. like and they would do that really in kind of not suffering but you know to try to make it better for the grandchild and then they had themselves and i think that that's the sentimentality here and just is a, a run-up to the this year the year of the earthen pig i guess mm-hmm. uh in the in the chinese zodiac and this idea of of again people work in the city and then the countryside uh, where the grandparents are taking care of kids it really hits right on the mark and funny and heartbreaking all at the same time and that's difficult to do in a very short period of time both the cinematography and and the direction is fantastic it's really amazing that's impressive in just a 5 minutes clip right oh, yeah. actually the faction of the cartoon character stars way beyond the trailer. Mm. The cartoon even first uh, uh, aired in UK in 2004 mm. and uh, reached China in 2015. That's 11 years. But uh, since then, it has become one of the most popular program for preschoolers in China. I don't know whether you guys have those kind of friends, you know, complaining about their kids copying moves in the cartoon. For example, dancing in the ring or stomping in the puddles. That's where I heard about the Peppa Pig in the first place. Yeah, sometimes I think uh, the Western sort of animation or iconic sort of cartoons are different from the Chinese ones in the way that we kind of scrutinized, we tried to filter out the so-called bad sort of elements or whatever. Mm. And all the cartoon pictures, major ones were made so far in the past and now. Mm. It suits children, a naive, you know, innocent minds better. Mm. But the cartoon pictures and animation are works produced by the Western society. Sometimes they would put, they are for adults too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is the difference. Animation movies are some are Way very deep. Yes, some are very deep oh, and gotcha. profound. Yeah. Well, so that's why, you know, how we welcomed it so crazily, I mean, I use the word. It's because pigs are lovely images in the Chinese, in Chinese people. Yeah, especially yeah. Piggy is a staple food for sure. centuries of time, thousands of time. And if we'd never made it into a pet thing, you know, some countries, some people would, a piggy pet, right? Yeah. Mm. But it's whenever you think about pig, and it prospers sim- in family. Yes, it symbolizes prosperity. You are rich. What was that, you know, in the Confucius time, the hmm. students pay Confucius with dry pork mm-hmm. as tuition fee. Well, yeah, because... Sounds good to <laughs> sounds me. Sounds good. <laughs> so these are the things that actually deep-rooted in the Chinese people's heart and mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, we as foreigners who painfully had to learn your... Uh, tried to learn your painfully. language. Uh, pig in, in a house is home, is yeah. jia. Yeah. yeah, the Chinese so literally, character, I mean, they, yeah. yeah, so yes. it's like... Because I was like, huh? What's that all about? Yeah, pig at home, What's the, that's a house. I mean, it shows you from our land. What I'm referring to is, yeah. is the character for, for jia or for yeah. home. Yeah. Is, is a pig in, in a house, essentially. Yeah, so, that means you have food and also you have money right. in the house. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and then going to the Western culture, I mean, we would have a piggy bank, and that would be... Oh, the same yeah. thing, yes, yeah. indeed. I, I, I don't know if that For came from you all. Coins. Yeah, yeah mm. exactly, to save money. So, I mean, it was always uh, indicative of something positive. Yeah. We know not just the preschoolers love the pig, you also become highly popular among young adults who wears Peppa t-shirts, Peppa watches, and they are the major consumers of China's thriving Peppa industry. But we also know last year, Chinese popular short video app Douyin, or known as TikTok internationally, removed approximately 30,000 short videos related to the Peppa Pig from its platform because Peppa had turned into somewhat of subversive symbol to the Chinese online use subculture, which called Shuhuiren, or gangster group of people. It was linked to the show to rap music, while some even got tattoos of the character. So what's your take on the phenomenon that Chinese youngsters turned the Peppa Pig cartoon into gangster icon? Yeah, you know, I think what they've done there is co-opt, and this happens all the time. So, I mean, you know, young people or older than young people, they like to take things and then they like to 
invert them and use them for different causes. And we've actually seen it in Western culture too, especially the rise of it becomes these memes, I guess. So the meme, they're sort of misusing a meme to stand for something that it doesn't stand for. So, I mean, I I understand. And I think there's also confusion on behalf of authorities uh, to say, is this good? Is this bad? Is this indifferent? And me, I've just been observing it myself. It's art, as was said before, and art takes on life of its own beyond what the artist imagines. No, I think that that's all kind of a tempest, what we call in English a tempest in a teapot, and that I think that that's been co-opted. And and now, obviously, this film, which has been put together in the short that's been put together, is something completely different. So maybe it'll get back on track. But it was misused, I think, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think kids can go for tattooing, do street eyes, gangster things? It's all teenagers and even the youngsters that in their 20s, and 30s even, Mm -hmm. they are adults. They want to use this thing to express themselves. Mm -hmm. They kind of have um, resonance with the Mm. image of this piggy. Uh, It's any content, once you release into the market Mm. for Mm -hmm. the public to view, you have audiences. You have to have this concept of or knowledge of who is watching it. I think the major concerns of this seemingly, you know, you put it in, you allow it in, and then you take it away, is because there is a concern that accessibility for kids. Oh, he- right, yeah, here in China, you. we don't, even films, we, are, we haven't got a rating system. We don't have very effective ways of mm-hmm. preventing kids from watching certain things. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like I said just now, cartoons and animations are for little ones. This is the concept. Mm-hmm. But Adults there who is in charge of this are afraid that this kind of gangster stuff, you know, is going to pollute, so-called, beyond the little lovely kids understanding and accepting it. So I can see it that the rationality behind it is that, oh, we'd rather be conservative than harming you know, all these little ones. So yeah, I mean, is- we've, we've had stuff like that in the West as well, where there was uh, a Joe Camel, where they were using for cigarette advertising. Oh, they, yeah, I saw a lot of a cigarette yeah. packaging with a camel on Camel, it. yeah. I mean, so originally the old uh, logo had a camel, and it was like just a camel at the pyramids, and but then they turned it into a cartoon, kind of friendly Joe the Camel. And then there were lawsuits in the United States which were saying that you're pandering. I mean, this is what mm-hmm. Manling is saying. I mean, are pandering to a youthful audience to smoke cigarettes. I mean, and that's not cool. And that was found to be illegal. In this particular case, it wasn't on the gangster image. It wasn't necessarily perpetrated instance in the United States. And they prohibited that type of advertising, saying that that is pandering to children. So America has do censor things. Mm-hmm. We do say that that's inappropriate. We do have a rating system. And again, there isn't a, a, a rating system here per se. So it is up the, to the government to be able to, to curtail these types of things that would be out the line. But it's, it wasn't behind just one particular company. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what was behind the whole thing. Uh, besides those inappropriate things in the movies or in the animation movies that parents are worried about, actually, Chinese parents are complaining about domestic uh, cartoons, like, for example, Pleasant Goat and Big Big Wolf, Xi Yang Yang Yu Hui Tai Long, and uh, Bony Bears, Xiong mm. Chu Mo. In their opinion, they, those cartoons have bad influence on kids with violent things and also oblivious biases. So should we learn from those Western popularized uh, cartoons? I think let's do not differentiate cartoons from, oh, this is Western, this is Chinese, and this is Japanese. Whatever good, you know, is Mm -hmm. welcome. Because sometimes I think literature and art belongs to the whole mankind. We don't really have uh, borderlines on, you know, trying to judge. Having said that, that we, it's understandable. Mm -hmm. Some complaints are, has this uh, legitimacy, can be justifiable. Mm -hmm. The producers of these pieces were not being careful enough because they are especially targeted at small children. Mm -hmm. But there are some oversensitive ones, which um, is uh, coming from the overprotection of parents for children. Mm. So anyway, no piece of um, product, audio, video, everything Mm -hmm. can please everyone.
Right. You know, when we were growing up, when I was growing up in America, I mean, they were trying to say, don't watch the Three Stooges because it, there was the Three Stooges were these three sort of very idiotic uh, people. Oh, I heard of them. Yeah, and they were hitting each other and making fun <laughs> of each other and, you know, mm. knocking each other down. And it was sort of a little bit of physical violence. And my parents were dead set that my brother and I might you know, hit each other or imitate them in some way, shape, or form. Of course, we were banned from watching it, but that made us want to watch it all the you more. See? Yeah, but we didn't, I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think I ever hit my brother or did any see? of the things that the Three Stooges did. But we just thought it was funny that these grown men, which is what they were, were actually doing these things. And even today, everyone knows who these guys are, and but nobody's imitating them mm-hmm. and hitting them and hitting each other on the head like that. It was just sort of so ridiculous. It was over the top. To a certain extent, I think I understand the good intentions of parents. Humor is the unexpected, actually. That unexpected nature can also not be considered like uh, normal or polite behavior like the Three Stooges demonstrated. So, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one, for sure. Mm, difficult for parents, right? Yeah. Just now, we've been talking about Peppa Pig's new movie trailer sweeping over Chinese social media. Let's take a short break. Stay with us. In-depth analysis, valuable insights, expert views, presented by an award-winning team. Today, keeping you well-informed, up-to-date, and ahead of the news. Welcome back. You're listening to Today, a news program from a different perspective. I'm your host, Diana, with Edward Lehman, legal affairs commentator and managing director of Lehman, Lee and Xu Law Firm, and Man Ling, CRI's English commentator. The Peppa Pig movie trailer shows just a tip of iceberg of how much family values for Chinese people. The every year spring travel rush actually tells us more. The beginning of this week is the first day of the 2019 Spring Festival travel rush, unleashing the country's maybe the world's largest seasonal migration of people as families reunited for the China's most important traditional holiday, the Spring Festival. The travel rush began 15 days ahead of the Spring Festival, or Chinese Lunar New Year, on February 5th this year. In the following 40 days, from January 21st to March 1st, nearly 3 billion trips are to be made via China's transport system, as people rush for family gathering or travel around the country. China has launched 10 new railways at the end of 2018, last year, aiding the total length of the country's high-speed railways to 29,000 kilometers. And the country's aviation authority plans to schedule 73 million flights during the travel rush. That's an increase of 10% year on year. So, Meling, are you part of the seasonal migration this year? Never. Since um, <laughs> <laughs> since China uh, introduced its Golden Week sort of a kind of a holiday mechanism, I stopped going and driving. I just stay home. But I can afford staying home thanks for the pol- government policy of having transferred my parents' hukou into Beijing because me and my sister both are working in Beijing and okay. then we met the qualification of having our parents coming. So mm-hmm. actually, we every year we reunite of course, this is our most tradi- most important traditional holiday. I don't have to travel. But before that, we have to, mm-hmm. no matter how difficult and how crowded and how difficult. But thank God that tickets for Shanghai has always been easier to acquire, don't you think so? Be- between Beijing and Shanghai, there mm. are more trains, trains than aided. other, yeah, than other yeah. Uh, remote areas. So I have been lucky because I really, I'm afraid actually, even scared of, um, you know, throwing myself into the crowds. <laughs> How about you, Lehman? Any contribution to the tickets fair this year? Yeah, unfortunately for me, I am not participating as well. I mean, it's the largest, <laughs> you know, human migration in the world that takes place on an annual basis. So it's really, really remarkable. Now, I have mostly remained in Beijing and here and in my home during the time because we don't have this back in the United States. And the only thing that my only complaint about the whole thing, because of where I live in the city, they are permit firework. I feel like I'm in the middle of a some sort of war zone with the amount of fireworks that are being shot off twenty four seven. Yeah, nighttime, daytime, every time, you know, Drive you lunchtime. Crazy? A little bit. I think I got better windows or something. But it's an ongoing process. I mean, mean where I live, you know what I mean? So there's no, no rest. Best a way to fix it. Post traumatic stress disorder. No, 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 you just treatment. join them and so yeah. you see. Okay, appreciate it. So Melly, are we seeing any shifts or changes of this year's Supreme 
festival travel rush comparing to previous years? Yes, um, not very distinctive, not very obvious, but the uh, shifts and the the, uh, the 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 changing sort of the there are new trends of this um, thing. Mm. Three things: we used to have um, migrant workers all going back um, mm-hmm. because it's the urban part of the urbanization. A lot of people yeah. got jobs, young 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 people, mm-hmm. younger generation. I call them even the middle age younger generation. They're going home to see their parents, right? Yeah. Usually, um, China used to have big families, so the small nucleus family is the quite modern thing. So that's why it's always the big city people, the younger generation going back to the small town or even countryside. So it's called a rural or small town or other city. Maybe like Shanghai and Beijing. I'm working here as a, the younger generation, so I have to go back to Shanghai to see my parents. They are all mega cities, but you know mm-hmm. the direction is that way. You know the younger generation going back to the older generation, mostly because of the uh, migrant workers. I call it generally speaking rural home bound. Rural mm. homebound, this Rural one direction. Homebound. The second is that now there's a new trend of city homebound. Mm. Oh, yeah. City homebound have several reasons. Is that the pockets are fuller, are deeper, mm-hmm. right? A younger generation being fighting, you know, make a living, and they can afford for their parents to invite their parents, older generation who can still travel. Okay, the older generation coming to visit the younger generation. That's mm. mm-hmm. like the Peppa Pig yeah. movie trailer. And for the really rich, we call net worth income people. <laughs> yeah, right? mm-hmm. we're going to it's, talk about it's, later. It's 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 the outbound. Right. Holidays. Yes, it has been there for several years already. Mm-hmm. If it's a mega rich, I call it. Okay, I'm creating English words. You know, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, cre- yeah. C- correct I, me. I like it. No, I like it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with rich. it. Let's make it part it's of the dictionary. They just organize a trip, for example, in South Africa. Mm. Or maybe in the you know Japan, mm. and then for small f- brothers families, you know, say Travel let's together. just meet there, and then we book a hotel. Mm. So three generations of people can still there and celebrate, and it, it's very costly, definitely. Mm-hmm. But then it is happening. So the、sure. three types of、uh, celebrations of a new year. Okay, let's talk about the inbound travel because we know train trips still are the most modern and common way of Chinese people traveling. Mm. So Malin, I were told you will take twenty hours from Beijing to Shanghai before, but 24. now twenty-four, twenty-four hours. Yes, but now you only take four hours, right? Five. I round five. The、hours. fastest one is four forty-five minutes or four fifty minutes. Yeah, it's remarkable. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, we saw a lot of new development of these、uh, services in the train station. It's more convenient and time-saving. For example, in Guangdong Province, you can just、uh, scan your QR code、mm. on the mobile phone. And to enter and pay afterwards, it's、wow. much more easier. Before you have to take your twenty to thirty minutes、yeah. to buy the tickets online and collect them,、mm-hmm. and now you just scan your mobile, mobile phone. phone. Yeah, yeah, it's much more easier and convenience, right? So, Edward, you've been living in China for years. How do you view the development of China's railway? Oh, I think it is fantastic. It runs like a Swiss watch. I mean, and what is it? The South That's Railway. That's a good word. Swiss it, watch. Uh, no, no. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> From the uniformed clerks that are there, from the that are running each of the gates, it's really a dream. I mean, the way that it runs、uh, compared to the American one, it's an embarrassment because <laughs> it really almost looks at like a military operation. I mean, when you go to the train station you're talking about, which is the one that's the five-hour train trip to Shanghai, to Shanghai、mm-hmm. that's South Station.、Mm-hmm. And first of all, architecturally, it's quite a lovely station. It's it's really new. And then from the second hand, like you were saying. You, you, people are using QR codes. Probably eighty percent of Americans don't understand what are QR codes and don't use their smartphone as readily as Chinese do. So it, I believe that the system is runs massively efficiently. The, the amount of、uh, problems are extremely minimalistic, and they run on time, which is fantastic. I commute. You know, from Beijing to Shanghai, quite often my family's were there, and then student reunion, classmates reunion. You know,、mm-hmm. just a, a one weekend is enough、mm. for me to go back and have a dinner together.、Yeah. You know, for all the classmates to say hello, and then the second day I come back to Beijing, and、mm. then、um, God, it is a miracle that Chinese people have made, and we need to really to be thankful that we have this technology. I'm not saying that it has no shortcomings or defects or things like that. I think we have a 
achieved uh, efficiency, mm-hmm. right? Shortening the time of traveling, but the feeling of comfortable. I think my experience is that I always encounter disturbing, very frustrating sort of uh, behaviors of certain people. Mm-hmm. So these are for us to. On the side of the one who's organizing or running mm-hmm. this railway station and the trains, and for us as passengers, we all both need to make efforts to mm. improve this. Sure, I mean annoying people is a universal thing. Mm. It does. It's not we limited to Chinese. Well it, said. It, yeah, the numbers of people you're moving is is astonishing, and that there isn't uproar in the aisles or the streets, and people get to their seats, and people take the seats and, that are the right seats, and if there's been a bit of a miss communication the people leave those seats i mean i don't know if your train trip your train trips have maybe been worse than <laughs> mine right phenomenon yeah yeah even yeah. you notice that it's a phenomenon right yeah we I, put these people on the black uh, list already but still there are every day there will be such phenomenon there mm. indeed we must all do something during the travel in a civilized way together especially during the most stressful traveling time of this year right absolutely thanks maling cri's english commentator and edward lehman legal of Affairs commentator and managing director of Liman Li and Xu Law Firm. We just talked about Spring Festival travel rush. After the break, we'll continue our discussion on charity or speculation, missing children info on alcohol bottles, and Huren released its Chinese luxury consumer survey 2019. You are listening now to our weekly edition of Today with me, Glenna. Stay tuned. For breaking news and the stories that matter to you, check out our Twitter page and follow us by searching China Plus News. We focus on the Middle Kingdom. Welcome back to the weekend edition of today, where we talk about hot topics and intriguing issues online. I'm Gu Anna. I'm joined in the studio by Edward Liman, legal affairs commentator and managing director of Liman Li and Xu Law Firm, and my colleague Man Ling, CRI's English commentator. A Chongqing alcohol company recently released more than. Hundred and ten thousand bottles of liquor containing information about lost children on their package, in the hope of finding leads for their safe returns. The promotion is part of the Baby Back Home program under China's Charity Aid Foundation for Children, a national public raising foundation under the administration of China's Ministry of Civil Affairs. The foundation has also cooperated with bottled water brands and takeout box makers to expand the circulation. Of information about missing children, according to the Chongqing company, a bottle of their products sells for 20 yuan, about three dollars, and the entire profit is about nine yuan will be donated to the foundation. The move has won applause from most of the people, while others suggested it was merely part of the company's marketing strategy to promote its products. So Lima, we know putting missing kids info on package of products is not strange for Americans. In The United States information about missing children has been printed on milk cartons、uh, since 1980s. Now the information is pushed to cell phones through the system called Amber、mm. Alert. So could you give us the background information about the this kind of system and why did missing children start showing up on milk cartons in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I gotta take you back to my childhood to explain <laughs> this. Unfortunately, <laughs> what used to happen is families ate cereal in the morning and we would have the milk. Milk carton actually on the table, and then we would be sitting eating cereal, looking either at the box of cereal and the the cartoons and stuff that might be on that. Usually, it was unhealthy、uh, kind of <laughs> food, or and or the milk carton. And so it, that was a place in which it was launched by the U.S. Dairy Export Council to promote dairy. It, it was a very short-lived run that they decided to put missing children on the back of it, and.、Uh, It got a lot of attention. It's a mixed bag about whether it brought people home, and they actually identified people. But at least it brought the sense of awareness. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion, and、mm-hmm. this has been unpacked many times about whether that was successful or not. I can just tell you one thing: it was not done as a positive thing to try to sell more milk cartons. That much I can tell. It was highly controversial at first, but it, it did draw attention to this thing that children were missing, and so it was effective in that regard, where people were saying to watch your children. But that's the genesis of it. Now, the Amber Alert came later. 
just so everybody knows. And that's something completely different. An Amber Alert is actually a, it's a notification that a child is missing. And then on all of the thoroughfares and passageways where there's electronic signaling, it started in the state of California, they would say a child has been abducted and that would be, that put that on the thoroughfares so it wasn't on milk cartons. Then people would could look around, I don't know, at, at the other cars. Everyone Yeah. And it would come on telephones and cell phones and everything else as well. So, you know, I applaud this thing for sure. I think it's a great thing. And it's something that I didn't even really think about was happening in China, to be honest with you. How about you, Melly? I welcome it, definitely. And I wanted to see more businesses are willing to join the uh, Children's Charity Foundation in the campaign. You know, why? Because the purpose of it, whatever you, you're doubting people, you mm. know, the ulterior motives of doing something, but the result, mm. let's focus on the result. This ad reaches every household. So I think alcohol may, may be just the one sort of product. And maybe like milk is better because everybody's mm-hmm. drinking milk. Maybe soybean milk, which is or Chinese, bottles. or water bottles. Yeah. Why not? It's something that needs to be publicized as widely as possible. Yeah. Let everybody know. Okay, I belong to the most people because the service is most people welcomed it and you applaud it. Mm. I am like a hands. Yeah. But <laughs> then there are a small number of people out there always trying to question but of course being critical is a good sort of thing makes Not for good. a dull yeah, I don't world think yes indeed being but critical i, think I know being it's the complaining yes the, this one is different because they are not focusing on what is going to bring mm-hmm. you know what's the result it's going to produce they are questioning the motivation let me say this is because out of the mentality that they kind of um i think in chinese history and culture we used to and even currently for certain small number of people we looked down upon business people mm. we don't think they have high lofty ideas they are all for money mm. this is yeah this is not correct i think if they don't break the law we should not be criticizing businessmen like that at least this particular company or factory answered the call of the mm. children's charity i think i have to give him thumb up or the decision oh, makers yeah. and he should be serving as an example for many other businesses to join in activities for the public good mm. this is what we desperately needed in the chinese society mm. i don't know if you all know but there's a company called gillette in the united states right now which is a razor company that for men's uh, shaving in the morning and they put out a something similar a promotional video saying that male white patriarchs you know we shouldn't behave as men we should become more in touch with ourselves and you know we don't want to teach it there's been a huge outcry same as the negative folks with this one saying you shouldn't really have that message and they're saying boys should be boys we shouldn't say stuff like that and we shouldn't harass women and this kind of stuff (laughs) and so there's this huge outcry in media like why do they say this why do they do this Mm. and I think that Gillette is kind of laughing its way to the bank on the whole thing because instead of having to air that and pay money to air at different places, the media is now talking about it, and so Gillette just gets its name better and better known. I'm not so sure that's the case in this particular thing with the alcohol that mm. people are repeating. I, my own. point is that I'm not questioning their motivation. Mm. I'm questioning whether this is going to bring public good to, to us and to everyone, to the victim families. Mm-hmm. This is very important. And I think yeah. it's good that business guys are doing it, like you were yeah, saying. I yeah. think it's kind of second nature. Mr. Gates gave away all of his money. Mr. Buffett's given away all his money. You know why Gates. we are calling for business people? Because they have the capacity. They have yeah. money. If they As, have as an ordinary person, if I want to do this public good thing, I'm not in the position of doing it. I'm not making a lot of money. See, we are discussing the problem mm. on air. This is how we, yeah. Lim and you, Bo- me bully. and you know, Anna, contributing to this thing. But businesses people can do such a thing. Why question their motivation? Yeah. Right. I agree. And talk about the Amber Alert. The technology makes it much more Mm. immediate for people to make an action on just missing kids, right? Mm. China also has similar service. Alibaba, Jack Ma, also works on this kind of problems and social issues. Um, They work with police and on the Jifu Bao, uh, the payment uh, platform, Mm -hmm. one of the functions is to forward missing kids information to their users. So, Melin, in your opinion, how much we can rely on this technology in finding missing kids 
Um, you're talking about Alipay's contribution in this thing, right? Yeah. I think China uh, leads the world already in internet sort of um, usage and uh, efficiency of things. So I'm expecting the internet should play a bigger, sure. a much bigger role, and even the main role in the future, because we mm-hmm. we can rely on big data, cloud computing, you know, to figure out and to prevent children's being, you know, taken away from their parents or these stuff. Sort of things we are taking advantage of the internet development so well, but why cannot it play a bigger role in mm. providing security and good life to people? So I'm expecting this is the trend. It must be the trend, and it's going to be a main sort of um, tool. Yes, trend. Yeah. And I think this is also another reason why that we have a booming industry of selling smart watches, and not sure. only in China but mm. also in Germany. But as far as I know, there is a News about German, they banned this kind of devices. You know the、uh, location finding products for the children because they worried about there will be hikers who hike the location and also get the location information about the kids.、Mm-hmm. So, do you think we should have this kind of worries when we use technology to we rely on that much of on technology to find kids? I think that there's that fear. So, I mean, the fear is is we're entering this quote brave new world. You know, Shakespeare talked about it with the temp. And or Otis Huxley talks about in his short story, which is this new and where technology is ruling, but it can be used both for good and for evil. And that those with everyone who's creating the good, there's the dark side of it as well. And that's what they were seeing in Germany, and they were saying that that's not necessarily a good thing. But I think that hopefully technology will overcome and. That as well. Again, we even when you have the GPS off of your telephone, even when the telephone is actually closed. My understanding is it、It's、can still work. Yeah, and so they can still locate it. I've seen documentaries and programs which talk about that, and we don't really necessarily understand that at all. And I think that there are people that have bad intent that could find kids, which is not a good thing. And, Like everything else,、um, technology is a double-edged sword.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think the critical thing is that we, because of、um, certain concerns, we stop using it completely. No,、mm-hmm. it depends on how. On and this technology is、uh, in whose hands?、Right. It's the same、yeah. thing. Like nuclear power, everything is a double-edged sword. Right. Well, it's almost like Pepe、yeah. the pig. We go back to that one. What I'm saying is, is that kids might click on the image and then get exposed to something that's、yeah. not so cool、mm-hmm. and not good and not positive, or it can be something great for the kid. You know, show creativity and being naughty because they're clever and and that, those kind of things which are are positive. So it's the same with technology. And I would imagine that positive side would outweigh the negative side.、Mm. Just now we've been talking about Chinese companies' efforts on fighting against child trafficking. Let's take a short break. Coming back, we'll continue our discussion on Chinese Luxury Consumer Survey 2019. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Gloria Seed, first secretary of the Embassy of Chile to China. It's been an honor taking part on your show and telling you about the relationship between Chile and China. Wishing you all the best. Welcome back. You are listening to the weekend edition of today, where we discuss some of the news stories happening this week that are worth another look. I'm Guiana with Manling, our English commentator, and Edward Lehman, legal affairs commentator and managing director of Lehman Lee and Xu Law Firm. Huran Research Institute has released its Chinese Luxury Consumer Survey 2019. This is the 15th consecutive year it released such reports. It aims to review the lifestyle. Consumption habits and brand cognition changes, and the preferences of China's high net worth individuals, in order to depict the lifestyle change of China's rich. Here are some highlights in the reports. The happiness of China's high net worth population has shown a slight decline over the past five years. Only one third of them said they were very confident about the Chinese economy, which is the lowest percentage on record. It is believed the highest rate in three years that in ten years' time, United States will lose its lead in the development of China and the U.S. Instead of getting involved in stock market, buying a house and investing overseas will be the top choices for investment in the next three years. 
Luxury travel was a major contributor to the rising index, with an 8.5 percent rise in prices after a decline the year before. Japan overtook the Maldives as the most popular international tourist destination for the first time, while France moved up one place to the second, and the Maldives fell two places to the third. And food is the third most popular form of entertainment, followed by travel and reading. So, what's your insight into the brand preferences and lifestyle trends of multimillionaires in China, Melly,、uh, which you call mega rich? Really, <laughs>、uh, I'm not mega rich, so、mm. kind of、uh, they are so far away from my life. But I try to observe them, you know, from distance. What sort of? I think I can still feel. Realize that luxurious stuff or consumption or whatever you call it is still their necessities. It's as ordinary as we just go to you know our own restaurants or whatever items we buy. It's part of their life. It's、mm-hmm. it's a routine thing. But there is a good thing that they started to spend more、mm-hmm. or shift to their expenditure on taking care of their own spiritual well being.、Yeah. This is a good thing, definitely very positive. Travel, reading, and food are the most popular form of entertainment among the high net worth individuals. So, Meling, are you saying that? The Chinese rich are entering in the post-material era now. Um, we are all actually we are on the same train. We are all even the middle class, you know, not the mega rich I call them, <laughs> and even the、uh, grassroots、um, people, students, right? We as a Generically, as a whole, is moving more from、yeah. the material consumption. The passionate period is is fading.、Mm-hmm. We become more sort of、um, coming to the awareness of that we need a better spiritual life, and then、mm-hmm. different income people. They are. Together as a whole, we become less material. This is really a good for the mega rich. The cost of pleasure is much higher. Right.、Mm, yeah. You know, we we Chinese people talk about xiao chixing, the small、yeah. here and bits and there happiness. For example, you invite me to a cup of a very nice sort of coffee, I feel very happy. But a nice good cup of coffee may not be the source of happiness for a mega rich person.、Uh-huh. Yeah. They have to seek higher and more.、Yeah. So I said,、uh, you know, I the the RQ part of me is saying, hey, I'm content with my own life, so I do not envy you guys that much.、Yeah. Yeah, I think this is also the reason why the report shows the happiness of China's high net worth population has shown a slight decline over the past five years. They、See? need more resources to contain their happiness, right?、Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look at the mega rich, and I, a picture of Bill Gates actually waiting in line at a place called. See, I, w- I want to use、picture? the yeah. I want to use Bill Gates, our new nouveau riche,、yeah. or the new rich kind of the sense of、uh, showing off the. You know, using their wealth as their ID at the very beginning—that's、mm-hmm. the the new rich. But the old rich, so-called, I think Bill Gates can enjoy like、uh, the one that I mentioned. That's、RQ. a good example. You know, they okay. There's a story. Maybe it's not. It's a fake one. They're talking about you know. There is a VIP parking lot and which spent more money. But Bill Gates said, "Why should I pay more? I can just park park my car in a non-VIP. I can、mm-hmm. save just several bucks." Th- these are years. Ago, being spreading among Chinese people, so I think mayors there,、uh, Bill Gates is standing,、uh, queuing up. Yeah. yeah, I know this is being spreading. Yeah, you know, tweeted in the Chinese media. That's why Chinese people actually are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Whether we should show off, you find your identity by by showing off how much you know how rich you are.、Mm-hmm. So, I think this is a good thing. But the, I mean, just I pulled it up this picture here that I had posted of Bill Gates waiting in Burgermeister.、Yeah. What, what's interesting about it, if you if people ever get a picture or look at it, is that he's just there very simply. He's got his hands in his pockets. He's kind of waiting very patiently. No entourage, yeah, no yeah, bodyguards, yeah, yeah. nothing. But the other people in line aren't even paying attention to him. I mean,、mm-hmm. they're, they're one's looking at his cell phone, and another one's just looking the other way. So no one's coming to take a picture with him. The one thing I think with rich folks, though, is that there's this fear of missing out, and a lot of people, not just Chinese, but rich folks. They go to these destinations like Champs Elysees, and then they're taking a picture and they're doing this, that, and the other thing, and they're not actually in the moment. 
Bill Gates, I don't know if he would be old money. I think he's just kind of kind of content. Maybe not accurate. Yeah, yeah. But he's also the new moment. because he's in the tech, high tech. So he's new money anyway. Yeah. I want to say also, add to but what Lehman, I was thinking that if rich people can, they actually, some of them, lost the joy of being ordinary. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, small Xiao mm-hmm. Why? Because they shelved themselves up where they are attaching their their identity to how much money they have. So if being ordinary means you enjoy more freedom, don't you think so? Oh, yeah. You have freedom. No to one's going to bother me in the burger yeah, line. Yeah, that's indeed. for sure. <laughs> so, so <I laughs> Ling, think... perhaps, because she's very well known. But <laughs> no. for those of us so who are I not. Would say, I would say if uh, figures, people like uh, Bill Gates, actually, they are smart people. Yes. They are not being deprived. Their freedom are not being deprived because of their wealth. Mm-hmm. Because they are rich, they still can enjoy good and bad ordinary life there are mayors and public servants in in, in the western countries sure. appearing on tubes and nobody really pay attention to them that is the thing that you come back to your ordinary position or status with what you lose privilege right yeah. lose people's giving but at the same time you're not being noticed you're not being stalked you're not being quizzically staring stared at Mm -hmm. so these are the freedom in my eyes you know you can be very rich but you should also maintain the ability to lead a life of an ordinary person Mm, freedom we're talking about (laughs) yeah Uh, there is another thing i want to mention is that only one third of the china's rich said they were very confident about chinese economy however large amount of them believes that in 10 years time united states will lose its lead to china Uh, are those two findings contradictory in your opinion no, nope. no. You know why? Because the whole world's economy is not very clear. It's not really, it's, it's like a downhill, you know. And uh, we may be expecting slower growth, you know. And the rich are the rich, the mega rich are the most sensitive mm-hmm. to, to the economic future trend. They, they worried about the uncertainties looming ahead definitely but i'm less sensitive because i'm not in the field i'm not at the rich i do not buy stock you know stocks i do not invest you know so but at the same time they also they are also aware because of their sensitivity very sharp ones sharp one they are also aware of the trend of the future the future you know they can see more clearly than us that the future the u.s may be having difficult to hold the number one because china is catching up as the volume in the volume i'm sure. not talking about the per capita thing the quality we are still a developing country mm. there are a lot of people still you know living under poverty we it, it's a big battle still for sure. the mm-hmm. government to fight but then china is so big and diverse, diversified nation. Mm-hmm. There are cities and people, you know, mega, we're talking mega rich families. <laughs> Every day there are people who become millionaire and billionaire. So these people are sensitive. They kind of um, um, can see, you know, what is coming in, you know, what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. So one is the worried about the, the uncertainty of the economy. The other is the see the changes in the future. Yeah, and I and I don't think it's right. I don't think it's mutually exclusive. That I mean, it's not a zero sum game. I think I mean this, and this is what I think Manling was saying before, and what we were all saying before, which is that wealth, increased wealth, allows people um, to 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 be able to probably have a better, hopefully better society, and that there's more wealth in China. I mean, that's great because uh, you know that that will hopefully be used in in a well and thoughtful way. You know, what happened, I remember when Bill and, and uh, Gates and, and Buffett came over and they were trying to solicit billionaires to give their money away, like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are doing with Buffett, they had a very hard time doing it because secession usually went to family in Asia. And it's uh, meaning that secession, uh, when they pass on wealth, it goes to their kids. And in this particular case, like Warren Buffett just uh, accommodated for his children but didn't give the bulk of his money to his children. And so I just think we have a different use and perspective. There's a lot more, uh, I think United States still has the largest amount that they give to charity. There's mm. the, the largest amount of volunteerism. 
people aren't even asked to do it. But that's kind of part and parcel of the society for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent. And I think once this wealth, this great wealth comes, you've seen it with uh, with Ma Yoon, with Jack Ma, and you've seen it with other people that are uh, this and one foundation that was set up by what Jet Li mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing this kind of responsibility. There's also the skepticism I think Chinese have. Oh, well, wait a minute. That's just some kind of uh, ploy for him to become more popular. Mm-hmm. I think that once they get past all that, that they see people are trying to do some stuff, those become role models and anchors upon which the, that it's not always the government that's going to be Mm-hmm. bailing people out. That's the way we look at it in the United States. It's going to be people like ourselves that are going to help one another and have a good purpose. And so these are great role models, I think, uh, whether it's Ma Yoon or the N1 or whatever these things are, that it's not just the government that's here to help us. It's also us. We can help each other. And at the very least, the other thing is is that we can always be kinder to one another. No matter if we have no money or we have a lot of money, we can always be kinder. And the one thing I have to say, having met uh, a number of people, including Mayun over the years, I have to say the richer the person I generally wind up finding, the more kind they are. It's very mm. strange. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, or you haven't met enough rich people, but uh, in my few dealings with very rich people, they've always been very kind. So going back about Chinese rich, mm. realize that in the next 10 years or whatever, U.S. may not be you know, the number one. Maybe China would be the number one. This, this is what they can foresee. I want to point out, based on you're the richer is kinder. I want to base on that argument mm. that the world should be nice to us because even though we maybe surpass the U.S. in the volume, but we are kind. Mm. It's not a threat, right? Mm. right. The society generally, the, if the individuals are being kinder, the society will become kinder mm. and the nation is going to be kinder. But a kind person, will, no matter how rich he is, will not pose a threat to the poor. They can only do the charity things. Mm -hmm. They can help the poor to get rich or to have a better life. This is the logic I I kind of draw from your argument. No, no. (laughs) Rich are kinder. I mean, that's kind of a, yeah. I mean, I I would hope that that, and and I think that 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 holds out throughout Chinese history too. I mean, that, that, you know, people who are wealthy wind up helping. uh, Of course. Yeah, Mm -hmm. less, less. You need to have capacity. Yeah. And then you have the capacity to help people, mm-hmm. but if you if you are poor yourself, how can you help people? Right? But the ir- the irony is, and just just on a side note here, is that okay in the United States, which is a developed country, okay, I think it's one out of eighty eight chance or so, some crazy number that you're going to commit suicide. I mean, so I, I mean, what I'm saying is wealthy. The irony is they've done studies. Wealthy people commit suicide. Poor people, not so much. I mean, so it's. No, no, it, no. It, it, I mean, they work hard and they're in the grind, and so that this comes back to what what we've talked about earlier is that when you have this wealth, then you're saying, "What is my purpose?" I, I've uh, accumulated something great, and what? Where do we go from here? So, I mean, and it should be hopefully to do something good, not just to end your life and say, "Well, this is all I got. I got more toys and more money in the bank than anybody else, and that's it." We have to leave it there. Thanks to both of our guests, Edward Lehman, legal affairs commentator and managing director of Lehman Lee and Xu Law Firm, and my colleague Man Ling, CRI's English commentator. That's it for this weekend edition of today. I'm Guanna. A quick recap of today's headlines: Was Peppa strikes a chord with Chinese ahead of Lunar New Year? China's largest seasonal migration spring festival travel rush begins. Alcohol company packaging missing children info on their bottles. Charity or speculation? And Huren released its Chinese luxury consumer survey 2019. If you want to hear this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching for World News Analysis, or you can find us on Easy FM or China Plus in your app store. Thank you so much for joining us.